Welcome back to the Ramble Room. I'm Ken, and today I'm kind of flying solo. I say kind of because I am joined by the phone to Cheryl Aguiar, and I want to welcome Cheryl. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Ken. How are you? I'm doing just fine. It's uh, two weeks from the election. I'm just hoping that it's over soon and we can go on with our lives. Probably they will take a twist, but the election is the main reason that I'm talking to you because you're doing something a little bit different, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But before I do any of that, you're new to my audience, and so please explain a little bit about who you are, what you do. Feel free to throw in a free, I wouldn't say free, yeah, it's free, free plug for Chicky Wings. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Go ahead, Cheryl. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, my name is Cheryl Aguiar. I live about five miles north of Thermopolis, and but I am in the town of Thermopolis, I guess. I've been in Wyoming, well, I don't know, about nine years, ten years now, I guess. I used to travel up here uh, doing consulting for the Wyoming Department of Education, and I did that for like 17 years, and I went around to the different uh, – homes, different uh, places that had children in them for neglected and delinquent youth. So so I'd go to like Rollins if there was a kid in Rollins, um, the boys school in Moreland, the girls school in Sheridan, different head starts and just, just different places around the state. Did that for 17 years, twice a year. And I knew exactly where I wanted to be when I retired. <laughs> so that I went right up to Thermopolis and, and that's where I've been ever since. But um, it, it is now, a nice place to be. I lived there for quite a while myself. It, yeah, I know you. And we, you know, there were places I didn't want to be in in Wyoming. There were places I would have wanted to be, but I knew there were parts of it I didn't care for. But it's a, it's an incredible state, and it is. and fits right along with my values and my politics and and the way I like to live my life. But I also now I've kind of kind of retired, I guess. But I. I'm in business with my son, who has the Wing It Chicken Wing food truck, and and that's it's not much for me to do. But aren't there two fun. of those now, though? Yeah, there are two, but you know, the great delegator here, I've kind of pondered. <laughs> <laughs> I still hear this, so, so I'll just say it. so. I've pawned off one of the trucks and running it to um, my daughter-in-law, who is from Daniel, Wyoming. So, well, that's, that's called wisdom. When you when you <laughs> learn that part of my job as a construction foreman is not to do the job. My job is to make sure it happens. There you go. Yeah. yeah you can't yeah. be good at everything, you know. You kind of, no. <laughs> you weaknesses in your strengths, right? Yeah. It's, it's a good thing that there's a place for some of us. At any rate, we both share a great interest in politics, which I know is going to come to some of you as a bit of a surprise. But if you go back into the archives of the Ramble Room, you'll hear, I think at least on two different occasions, we interviewed Brent Bien. Brent is a neighbor of mine and has become a friend of mine in the interest of full disclosure. And uh, he ran for governor and he was defeated in the primary by the incumbent, which is Mark Gordon. Now, I should say that Brent Bien received somewhere around 50,000 votes, which for an, a virtual unknown to step into this thing 
is astounding, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. It was more than Mark Gordon got in 2018. Yeah. Even with the 18,000 crossover votes that he got. So. so, Cheryl, you understand the numbers, but before we get there, please explain to us what it is that you're doing here as we close out this election, maybe a little bit of why, and we'll get into the numbers down the road. All right. Well, I ran into Brent Vianney. He came to our little Hot Springs County convention, you know, the county convention for the, the GOP here, all eight of us, right? And he sat there for the whole day, him and Susan. And I was really impressed with that, that they were so willing and interested to take part at the, the very base and foundational levels of, of our party, right? And then I, I listened to him a couple times around the state, and I just really felt that this was the guy that could possibly, you know, get us out of the situations that we're in here in this crazy world and, and the globalism and climate cult cult of Mark Gordon. So I, you know, was a, always his one of his supporters, right? right? And then when he lost to, in the, when he was not the Republican nominee in the primary, I went downtown Thermopolis and I took my sign down. I had a big four by eight down there and put it in my truck, got halfway home. And I thought, mm, nope, leaned it against the garage, took out some orange spray paint and put right in on it. Took it back downtown and hammered it back up. And I posted a picture of it on Facebook and people came out of the woodwork. I'm writing them in, I'm writing them in, I'm writing them in, I'm writing them in. And I thought, you know what, let's do it. And so I thought, I, I've, or, I've had, I have experience with kind of big projects in my life, I guess, and kind of making things up as I go. <laughs> so I, and I had also been in a campaign once years ago in Colorado that we actually, it was a, pres, it was a presidential campaign and I was a precinct captain. So I had all the paperwork and I had all the model and I thought, and I pulled that all out from 2007 and, I kind of turned that into a campaign and I set out to find um, county captains, I call them. And, you know, sometimes I have city captains too. So it, there's more than 23 captains in the state. There's, there might be a Rock Springs captain and a Green River captain and a Lander and a Riverton and, and, and things like that. So if you have, you know, little bigger towns, um, sometimes there's just one captain for a whole county. And they, in turn, have precinct captains under them. And each, I'm not going to, you know, each, each of those levels has certain things they do, you know, on their list. And then the precinct captains have volunteers under them. So all of a sudden we have an army in about, I don't know, took about two, three weeks. And we sort of became public strategically about a week or two ago because uh, we didn't want to give too much, you know, <laughs> notification <laughs> up to the world. That, Not too much that warning. Was, no, that this was hap this was happening and on a big scale. We literally have eight billboards in Cheyenne, to be Aww. honest. That are yeah. And there's billboard in Gillette. There's there's it's 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 everywhere. We are doing our very best. Um and I you know if we do beat Mark Gordon I, I I want my very first, our very first article in any newspaper to read, you know, how to be an incumbent government. Okay, well, you, you say we. <laughs> you say we. 
it is a we. Definitely. Where does Brent yeah. where does Brent play into this? What is his role in this campaign? Well, you know, I wasn't sure how that could could or would or could have would have should have go. Um, but there's been a lot of, uh, you know, people making recommendations to, oh, you should go public or, or you know, get involved with it or, or oh, no, you shouldn't. But by law in the state or by our statutes in the Wyoming Constitution, Section 22 for under elections, there there are some specific um, do's and don'ts. Had Brent under Section 22 in our statutes petitioned to run as an independent, small I independent, right? Not not like right. we don't really, we don't have a political party in this state with a large I independent anyway, but had he run as an independent candidate, he would have had to have filed that petition and he did not run as an independent candidate. And so he's, this is, this is not something he's funding. Um, I get you know, I talk to him, but I don't talk to him any more than I did before, to be yeah. honest. You know, so, you know, it's not it's not like he's running this campaign. We are the people of the state. Let me let me throw this out. Brent lives just around the corner from me and down the street. I oh, pass okay. his house several times every day. Okay. During the primary, he was hardly ever there. I know what he drives. He was hardly ever there. He was out campaigning he was working his tail off and it shows that the results that he had were astounding since he lost and i shouldn't use that word (laughs) since since he is not the republican nominee i go by there and quite often he's still there his vehicles are there now i know he's traveling and and he's he's doing things quite Quite frankly, I know that he's doing things for a lot of other candidates, just throwing in his support in whatever weight he may have gathered to try to help get conservatives elected. And I appreciate the fact that he's willing to do this of his own volition. But my point is, he's not out actively campaigning. And if I understand right, he is is not a part, he's not an officer, has nothing to do with the, the formal campaign that you're doing now. This is something that happens spontaneously apart from him. Absolutely. All right. We just needed to get that out and and established. Because as, as you look at this, you say, okay, he, he came out, he gave it the go, Gordon beat him. This kind of looks like or smacks of, of sore losership. Is it that? Mm-hmm. No, this is not a revenge vote. This is it isn't even a. I, I guess it's closer to a protest vote than a revenge vote. But we just protest having to put up with another four years of Mark Gordon. But here's kind of what. Let me let me finish with. Thank you for leading me into that. Um, so we, okay. So before I entered into this, I didn't enter into it lightly. I I looked to see well, what what are the odds. I mean, first of all, that was a big gap. You know. 101,000 for Mark Gordon, 50,000 for for Brent Pan. And that's a lot. It's not like he lost by 7,000 or 10,000 or 20,000. Right. He that's lost that's a, a pretty substantial drubbing, frankly. Well, okay, let me look at it. And and I kind of as I was calling people around the state and talking to people around the state, there were 
there were a lot of counties, county commissioners, sheriff, legislator, all sorts of different people are like, we're doing a write-in. And, and they, then they tell me why, you know, and I'm not going to get into all that, but there's one in Park, there's one in Campbell, there's one in um, Laramie. They're, they're all over. Okay. I, just, now, let me everywhere. stop you for just a second. I have heard that your campaign at this point is in 22 of 23 counties. Is that? Well, it's in all the counties. All, so you've, you've eclipsed the, the full 23 counties. Yeah. I okay. would say a couple of counties aren't doing a lot, such as like Teton. But mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a shock. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. But I will tell you, it is happening in Teton. There, there's oh, a certain good. electric drives his truck into there every day, and he literally has a – I should get him to get a picture of that. He literally has a big TV in the back of it where he plays – and videos anyway so, so well, that's got to be good but so i didn't enter into this lightly i started looking at the numbers and i and i thought okay how many people crossed over because i'm a big kind of crossover voting hater i as a matter of fact i'm one of the three people carl allred ginger bennett and i petitioned uh petitioned for an initiative with the secretary of state in july and it is in print right now, and it is a crossover initiative, and I can get into that later, but it's restricting party switching. So I, I really don't like crossover voting at all, enough to have started an initiative with two other people. To, to stop. And now one of those people is the Secretary of State. How sweet is that? And that, So his brother, Taylor, has stepped in for Carl while he is Secretary of State. All right. So... So that is working out very well at this point. But anyway, so I, you know, I don't like crossover voting. And I looked into it and I've been looking into it since 2018, to be honest. And I, I looked, dug up and lo and behold, I mean, of course, we all know this, that the the this time was, you know, they, they just outdid themselves, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> they know? did. And if they're not careful, they'll eliminate themselves as a major party. But I think they'll fix that. <laughs> Yeah, it's even, kind of funny. Even in the year for Trump, when when Trump's election, mm -hmm. there were there were still at the primary, there were still twenty five thousand Democrats voted. Yeah. Okay. Cast ballots. Excuse me. Now twenty five thousand in twenty twenty against Trump. All right. This time, eight thousand two hundred and one Democrat ballots cast. Where did so they, they go? <laughs> well, we won't, like I said, we won't get into the numbers or anything, but you can see that it, it's they they double down on that, and, and basically, there's about twenty two thousand of them that did that. At least those are the ones who crossed over since July. If they did it before, or if they stay Republicans, you know, year round, which a lot of them do, um, I know some. Yeah. Then, uh, me too. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so they, you know, they had a big influence on it. So still, that's just twenty thousand. But you can, t I think, you can pretty much take those away from Mark Gord, right? So I would hope so. Well, yeah, they're going to have to vote for Lynn, the Democrat. Yeah, Lynn Grable would be very, really, very disappointed if they didn't yeah. vote. It can, you know, I live in Thermopolis and. The it, Thermopolis, I don't even tell anybody, I don't know if I told anybody this, but the Thermopolis rec, independent record uh, reported on the uh, Wyoming Democrat quarterly meeting. 
that they held, they happened to hold it here in Thermopolis, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so they reported on it. And I, I have a pit. I actually took a picture of it, <laughs> but it was pretty funny. It's pretty morally bereft. Um, they had, they literally told one of the things that came out of the convention is they are sending out flyers to the Democrats in the state. I'm not sure who, how they know who they are since they're not registered Democrats anymore. But anyway, they're sending out these flyers telling them to switch back to their party. Oh, yeah, they, they have to. <laughs> or they really hurt themselves. Can you see Frank Ethorn doing that? Something so, so, so ethically wrong? I, I can't. So anyway, but whatever. Yeah, it's so there. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And as as you go on, I want to just throw this one more aspect into it because some people are saying, if this campaign for Brent gets out of hand and starts taking away votes from Mark Gordon, doesn't that endanger the the conservative or the Republican side of it and allow a a second party or a third party candidate to get in there are we splitting the vote to the point that we're endangering our own cause not not yet okay i i mean if the democrats keep pouring into this state i suppose eventually we could but you know yeah, we're just talking this election this election it's it's it would be almost impossible even in 2020 when they rallied everybody they could they only came up to 73,000 and and those were also Republicans. Those had, this is the general election, right? Right. Um, so who knows, who knows? They were never Trumpers, too, I'm sure. But, you know, anyway, so probably Mark Gordon was one of those. Uh, <laughs> well, so anyway, so we have uh, – no, they can't. So in 2020 – I don't know if you want any numbers or anything. The, the Republicans had 193,559 votes, right? Divided by two, the Dems would have had to have come up with 96,780. And all they came up with was 73,491. So they're, they're still quite a ways away from having the numbers to rally two candidates. If there were three, like we had in 2018, we actually had four. We had Harriet, um, Mark, uh, Sam Gelliotis, and I'm blanking, Foster Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. They came close. Had they not thrown their votes to Mark Gordon, they, they, who was who they have? Was it Lynn Grable, I think? Uh, yeah, I think oh, she no, was Mary, in that one as well. Mary Throne. Mary Throne. Uh, you're right. Won. You're right. Yeah. From right here in Sheridan. Is she? I, don't, I have no idea. Well, yeah. Anyway, so that's that wouldn't have gone. That one, had, like I said, had they not thrown their 12,000, 13,000-some votes towards Mark Gordon, and instead gave them to their own candidate, you know, heaven forbid, then they, that was the primary, obviously, we're talking about. She would have had more votes than any of the Republicans. So, yeah. So, so no, we're not with two candidates. So no we've way. we've kind of gotten into the weeds with the numbers here, and I don't want to get too bogged down in that. Suffice it to say that it, apparently your thinking is that we're not splitting the vote to any point where it's going to endanger a Republican, albeit it's arguable who the Republicans are. Yeah, so, don't we already like Democrat? No. <laughs> I'll say it. He, he's at least not willing to admit that. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to have to work with him for a couple of years. Um, Maybe. 
<laughs> I appreciate your, should I say, I appreciate your spunk. Good. And and I I pray for that. Let me let me let me throw this out there. Over the last fifty years, we have played by the rules. And I mentioned when we spoke earlier, I talked about the the Harlem Globetrotters, and the Harlem Globetrotters had a little team called the Washington Generals. And they would play against the Washington Generals. And the Washington Generals, their job was to lose gracefully. And they did so for years. And to me, as I look back on the last 50 years of politics, that's been the Republicans. Our job is to lose gracefully. We always play by the rules. We play everything as... as I don't want to say honestly or above board because what is happening now is not illegal. It's not under the table. But we're starting to play hardball. We have grassroots conservatives that are rising up across the state and saying we are fed up with politics as usual. We keep getting beat. We keep looking at each other and and saying, oh, golly, what are we going to do now? We're done. We're starting to win. And the more yeah. we win, the more angry they become. And the Go more ahead. outrageous they become. But we are winning and we will continue to win. And that, to me, is what this is about. This is saying, okay, the, the gloves are off. I, I personally, as soon as I heard that that Brandt had lost, and I completely expected it. I mean, he he's an outstanding candidate, and I, I really care about him. But to come from where he was and, and to think he could unseat the, the establishment, that's, that's really a stretch. But I had determined in my own mind, as soon as I heard these, I'm, I can't vote for Mark Gordon. So I determined I was going to just write in Brent Bean as a protest vote. Yep. And you and I are not alone, but now I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back into where I, I believe we both want the conversation to go a little bit. We had all these crossovers. We had a bunch of uninformed people that's, that skewed the numbers. Definitely. So, so what happens now? So our goal is pretty simple, really. It's, it's kind of two parts to it. Well, our goal is to remind or let everyone know who voted for him the first time to write him in and to also pick up those people who may not have the uninformed, right? Let's pick up some of them and yeah. get them to also write him in, not, try to inform them. Um, we are using completely different tactics of campaigning than Brent used. He, he, he already did what he was supposed to do. That's done. He did a great job. He, of it, like he did. And he worked hard yeah. and he was very successful. So we're doing other stuff. We're doing, we're canvassing. We're knocking on doors. We're making phone calls. There's, there are probably 30 people right at this very minute making phone calls. We have a phone call list. We have walking voter, walking registry list. We have, and, and there is somebody in, well, almost every County walking every every evening, sometimes during the day, and definitely every Saturday. 
We have signs we've repurposed or modified all his old signs that we could find and put right in all over them. We have billboards. Um, we are taking out TV ads. There, you, you're not going to be able to go into a bowling alley without seeing an ad right above the lanes. <laughs> <laughs> right in there in the end. That was, was that was one of the captain's great ideas. It was like thirty bucks for a month, and we're like, "Woo, do it!" You know. So we. <laughs> Every little so, bit helps. Trust me, I understand that. And so, if we, you can take his forty-nine thousand, and if if if, and that's a big if, if you got all those back in there, and they wrote them in again, and my guess is they will, because, it, well, I'll tell you why in a minute. But my guess is they will, because they're going to know they can. Yeah. We've got one last option I'm not going to tell you about, but there's that no one will go to any poll in this state. Well, not all of them, but I'd say probably 70% of them without, without knowing they can write them in. No one. Okay. I'm not going to tell you how we're doing that, but we are, and it's set up and it's on the move. But so that one will be reminded, but if we can get most of those people to find one other person, this is back to the goal. Let everybody know they can write a man that did. And then they are to find one other person that did not vote for him in the primary to write a man. I have nine to that, you know, and it was pretty. I, You're I an overachiever. I'm, well, you know, at first I thought, God, I don't know. You know, I'm so political. <laughs> I'm not going to know anybody that's not going to write a man that, you know, didn't write him in in the first place. But then, then you're sitting there at, you know the car sales and you get your oil changed and your salesman walks by and you're like, Hmm, you know, and then you hit him up yeah. and then, and then say to him, you know, and he goes, well, I did vote him. My wife didn't make it to the primary because blah, 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 you know? And so you, how many more cards do you want? And you hand, you know, hand him four more. And then you're at the veterinarian. I, you know, I didn't get in. I had blah, blah, blah. But you know this guy's going to do it because he used to be a precinct committeeman in the county and blah, blah, blah. And, and his three vet techs are standing there and his wife. So you educate them and you give them each a card that shows them how to do it. They stick it in their wallet and pull it out on polling day. You, I've got all three of my employees and no, I didn't bribe them doing it. But in, And actually two of them already have voted and wrote them in, you know, sent me a picture of it. My daughter-in-law. So I just ended up getting, it's so easy, you know, you because just guy at the, the guy at the grocery store. He says, I, I was, a, I'm a Marine, you know? And I'm like, Oh, did you vote for Brent No. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Do, you just, yeah. you there just said is. something that is absolutely key, not just to what you're talking about, about all these elections there are those of us that follow these things closely there are a lot yes. of people who follow things a little bit and then there's a vast majority of people who are just pretty much oblivious right the key to making a difference is education as i go out door to door in canvassing neighborhoods and i talk to people it doesn't take very long to to understand who you're talking to among those groups that I mentioned. And very seldom do you find somebody that's pretty savvy. Most of the time, people are pretty much oblivious and don't even understand what the real fight is. No, and and with a couple of key questions, how do you feel about this? What's, what's your reaction to that? Would it surprise you to know that and, and go yeah. from there? And it doesn't take very long. It, 
quite frankly, does not take a lot of effort. And it's surprising how many people you can influence in a pretty short time. The problem is we're not really comfortable with that because we don't want to go tell people how to think or we don't want to interfere with them. When we're, you know, If we continue that thinking, we're screwed. Yeah, then we then we get what we deserve. Because we we those deserve. people have taken over the schools, they're brainwashing our children, they're sexualizing our kids. All the other things are just, we have to fight back. We have to get away from the apathy. We have to get up and do something. Yes, even when it's uncomfortable. And it will be uncomfortable because you're getting out of your comfort zone. Our comfort zone for the last 50 years has been to lose. If we continue, yes. there will be no comfort anymore, not just for us, but for nobody. No, They're, they'll just take over because we're, we're ripe for the picking. Ripe in Wyoming. We, are, we were just talking earlier, and I'll mention to our listeners, there is a film out there called Rocky Mountain Heist. Rocky oh. Mountain Heist. When I lived in Colorado, and yes, I was in exile there, thanks to Uncle Sam and Fort Carson. I was in exile there for a while. Most of Colorado was pretty red. A group of wealthy globalists got together, and I won't say by any means single-handedly, Watch the movie, see what they did. There's all kinds of uh, uh, ten cradles in it, a bunch of others. See what they did. And you will recognize some of the trends and some of the things that are happening. They are actively now trying to destroy and take over Wyoming. Absolutely. And we have to stop them. Yep. Fight back. It's no more nice guy. I, I guess I'm I'm not being nice anymore at all about some things. So I mean, I I've run into Mark Gordon supporters. I, this is true. And oh, I'm a good friend of Mark's. Knock on the drawers in level. Oh yeah, we I've known him for years. We're good friends. And I said, oh okay. Um, um, let, can you talk to him about the oil and gas? And and you, you I didn't even get it out of my mouth. And he's like, yeah, I've been meaning to do that. And. I, and and can you also ask him what he's what he's doing with you know ex, accepting money and making gender free bathrooms you know with the schools and can can you talk to him about that? And pretty soon I was handing him the literature on Brent Bien. He wanted it, and that's how dissatisfied some of these people are. Yes. Finally, you know, and when he gets in the closed curtains as they used to have in a polling booth, boy, that dates me, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, I voted for Ronald Reagan. Put it that way. Um, I did too. They, <laughs> proudly. That's the last president that I ever voted for. Ever since then, I've always just voted against somebody. You know, writing in Brent Bien. Wouldn't that be four? Oh yes, I'm. I'm oh, talking yeah. about four presidents specifically. But in my opponent here in in Sheridan County talks about mm -hmm. kindness. We need to put kindness back into politics. I have this to say about that. It is not kind to subject ourselves to futility. It mm -hmm. is not kind 
to tell someone that the government can take care of them. It is not no. kind to tell a nine-year-old child that they can, If just because you were born a boy doesn't need you need, mean that you need to stay a boy. You could become a girl. It's real easy. That right. is not kindness. It is evil. It is. Very evil. And, you know, you speak of kindness. I, I post, you know, I recalled a conversation I had with Brent Vian way early. He probably doesn't remember it. Maybe he does. But I asked him, I said, what's the first thing you do when you get into office? And he says, pardon grace. And I had to think, what does that mean? Oh, I remember that 16-year-old girl that wouldn't yes. wear a mask. And, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, and I thought, oh, whatever. And I said, okay, no, no, what would you really do first thing? And he turned and he looked at me and goes, no, that is really what I'm going to do first thing. <laughs> and I thought, it just made me think of that, you know, um, verse from Matthew, right? Um, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these of my brothers, you did it to me. Yeah. And I, you talk about kindness. Where was Mark Gordon when they took that girl out of school and handcuffed her and fined her? And treated her like a criminal. Where was the kind Mark Gordon? Nowhere Kindness to, is something. Nowhere to be seen. Sweet. We had one case of COVID in Wyoming. And he oh, shut everything down. Yep. I and, marched on him twice. The Capitol. I know. Well, we, we marched here in Sheridan as well. And uh, we're not done. Oh, no. We're not done. And I appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, I want to reiterate, this is not a campaign that is by or contrived by Brent or Susan. No. He would be honored to be governor. Yes, yes, he would. And if, if this works out, he will certainly accept that and he will be one wonderful governor. And... For me, as a prospective legislator, to be able to have somebody like that in the executive office would be a dream come true. It makes Would our you? job so much easier. And yeah. if it, I, I'm going to throw this out there too. Even if this doesn't work out, we're building momentum, we are winning. And you can tell yeah. we can tell how much we're winning by how frantic they are and how desperate they are. Oh, the Facebook page! I, oh. I didn't mention that. I told you that earlier. Please I was do. on a, a show, and and I had met, it was dumb, dumb me, right? And I mentioned that I was that we had a Facebook page. Oh yeah, go to Brent Bien for governor. You know, it was gone the next morning. Yeah, gone. We can't fight. We can't get it back. We we had to well we 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 rebuilt another one, but I'm not going to mention where that is or anything. But <laughs> it's uh, just, I'm living learn. But there there's some snakes out there. Um, yeah, you know November 9th, come no matter what happens, and and if anybody out there that's listening to this wants to be part of this and to do to do something to do anything, you then November 9th, you'll look in the mirror and you will say to yourself, I fought. Yeah, I fought for my country. I fought for my state. I fought for me. That's that's worth everything. 
And that, it quite is. frankly, is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I have nine grandbabies, and I look around and I think, man, I want babies. One of them's about ready to start driving. But I look around, and, and I think I want them to have the same kind of opportunities, the same kind of life that I've had. And if we don't do something now, they will not. No, so you'll get up and go to Cheyenne, and you will fight for them. And I, and I thank you for that. Absolutely, and thank you. Thank you for being here with us today. This has been great. We need to talk more often. Yeah, good to talk to you. I'll have to go say hi to your son. Is your son who lives down the road for me? I, I have a son and a daughter both that live within just a couple of miles of you. So I'll get sure. you contact information. And I'd like that. I'm a little biased, but they're great people. And my daughter, <laughs> my daughter who lives just a little ways from you, uh, she was one of the founders of the Ramble Room. And if you go back to the early archives, like the first 50 shows or so, um, man, she was the life of the party. <laughs> she, she's what got us going. That's neat. That's a neat story. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for having me on, Ken. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you for Right in, right in, Governor.